What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Why, hello there, live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Tuesday, August the 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is episode 912 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, why they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Let me tell you something. We have got another great show for you on tap on the day after our changeover from CBS Sports Radio to the Vegas Sports and Information Network, or VSIN. I want to talk about that here in a few moments and take your temperature on that. But let me tell you something. Uh, Join me here in just a few minutes on our Spence Automotive guest line. He's our NBA and hoops expert. He's a news editor of the Carteret County News Times and CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Richard Clark, uh, man, we're going to talk a little basketball with him. I mean, what? We are now just three days away from the beginning of the FIBA World Cup tournament that is going to be taking place in the Philippines. We've got Brandon Ingram that is on that team. So, of course, we're going to be closely monitoring that here in Kinston and Lenora County and, heck, even in eastern North Carolina. Uh, so we'll talk to him about that. I want to get some predictions from him. Uh, you know, listen. They, uh, we, the, the United States b- besides Brandon, we've not seen exactly, uh, you know, I, in fact, I'm not sure there were any all NBA players that are on that team. Brandon is arguably he and, uh, uh, just a couple other players are uh, considered the best players on that team. And I'm just, uh, I'm really curious. We, we touched on it a little bit last week with rich, but like I said, with it just three days away, really interested to see what, uh, Richard's got to say about that and, how he predicts uh, we're going to do. We're also going to be, uh, what, what, we're, gosh, two weeks away, three weeks away from uh, the beginning of uh, the NFL season. And if you remember last year, we did something. Had a lot of fun with it, too. And I, you, you, dear listener, uh, you really liked it from uh, me going out and talking to you guys. But uh, we're going to play Ceiling Floor with Rich. Uh, and I, we're going to begin this week with the uh, NFC East and AFC East. Might even try to fit one more in there if we've got the time to do that too, but uh, but again, uh, going to do that, uh, man. We're going to talk about last night's preseason game, and I know we very rarely talk about preseason games, but uh, <laughs> a pretty significant one, believe it or not, last night as the Washington Commanders uh, take on the Baltimore Ravens last night. The Baltimore Ravens had not lost a preseason game since 2015 and how about this uh, the commanders come up with a 29 to 28 win hit a field goal with nine seconds left in that game and defeat the uh the uh scott whittington and paul whittington's baltimore ravens and, and listen please 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 don't even for a half second think i'm taking this uh, all kinds of serious but still a 24 game winning streak dating all the way back to 2015 uh and again the la- that was the last time that uh uh, the Baltimore Ravens had lost a preseason game, and uh, the Commanders come up with a win. <sighs> Again, it's preseason. These games mean nothing. In fact, they probably mean less than nothing. But I know it was something that the Ravens had taken a lot of pride in. I saw the quotes from uh, Harbaugh this morning. And uh, anyway, can't wait to talk to Rich about all that stuff. We've got a ton. We're probably going to talk some wonderful uh, – wonder, uh, Oh, why am I drawing a blank on his name? Uh, the baseball player that allegedly, uh, hold on, I've got it right here. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Ronder, Wander Franco. Why am I having such a hard time saying that name? Uh, Rich and I have been uh, messaging back and forth about that too, so I think that's something he wants to uh, get off his chest, and i got a couple of thoughts on that too. So, That'll be with Rich, like I said, in uh, less than uh, in about 15 minutes or so with him throughout the rest of the hour. 
And then in our second hour, we're going to have uh, one and perhaps even two new guests uh, to the Brian Hank Show. We're going to welcome a, uh, a lady that I have gotten to know through the past few years. Now, she's a friend of Linda's. Um, I believe they worked together at Lenore Community College for a while. But she, uh, her name is Barbara Crumbacker. And maybe even her husband is going to be coming in, too. They're from uh, the Concerns of Police Survivors or COPS, uh, Concerns of Police Survivors. They've got a big event that's going to be taking place uh, on Thursday, August the 31st, so a week from Thursday from 4 to 9 p.m. Uh, it's going to be a fundraiser, and it's going to be at King's Restaurant. It's going to be at Joe and Angie Hargett's uh, King's Restaurant. They are the proud host of the uh, annual COPS Walk Fundraiser. 4 to 9 p.m. Thursday, August the 31st. 10% of all sales uh, that night at King's Restaurant are going to be donated to Cops Walk, benefiting, again, the concerns of police survivors. These are folks who have uh, lost family members in the, in the line of duty, uh, serving, serving us as police. Uh, but listen, this is a great fundraiser. They've raised a lot of money through this uh, in previous years. Bring your family and friends to King's Restaurant on Highway 70 in Kenson. Enjoy the best barbecue around. Now, the event's going to be held in the sit-down area of the restaurant, not the takeout side. But, again, we're going to be telling – let me tell you something. We're going to be – as you can imagine, we're going to be uh, telling you about this all the way through it. Uh, so uh, a week from Thursday, August 31st. Go ahead and plan on uh, going out there. I can tell you this. Linda and I are going to do that. We're going to uh, be out there. In fact, unless I, I think I might have an ECU uh, soccer game, but you know what? We'll get out there early then and do it and uh, have us have us some dinner. You should too. Go have you a great dinner out at uh, King's Restaurant, and you're, you will be helping a, a very good calls out there. And again, Barbara Crumbacker and uh, maybe even her husband is going to be with us here this morning too. And that'll be in our second hour. So very excited about that. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, Got to ask you, uh, how did, you know, VSIN began yesterday here on uh, 960 uh, Bet on the Bull. We're not, uh, well, I guess we're still 960 The Bull. And if you go to uh, 960thebull.com, it's going to redirect you to our new site, which is betonthebull.com. I was just wondering what you thought about it. I had a chance to listen to, I probably listened to a couple of hours of programming yesterday. I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope you do too. Uh, I know, you know, I talked to a lot of people that said, you know, they listen to the show, listen to this show. And then when we're over, I mean, uh, you know, they'll tune to something else, whether it's on satellite radio or just music or whatever. And that's what I'm just challenging you. Give VSAN a chance. It's, uh, uh, it's really good. And especially, especially with sports betting coming to North Carolina on January 1st, tons of information. You want to get ahead of the curve. You want to get uh, some uh, some great information. That is the way to do it is listen right here to VSEN. And uh, I'm telling you, you, uh, you are going to be – that's the best way that I can say it. Yes, I know I'm using a, uh, a sports analogy there, but you will be ahead of the curve. And uh, good information. We're going to try to get uh, sometime – probably not this week. I'm already booked up for this week. But uh, next week, uh, a couple of uh, people from VSEN to uh, come on and be a guest here on the show. And one guy in particular, his name is Tim Murray. You've heard me talk a lot about Steve Zabin. And I love, love, love Steve Zabin's uh, show. Well, he, you, well, I guess he's got a show in Milwaukee now. I don't listen to that. But he's got a, a podcast that is out there that is very good. It is actually uh, it's excellent. I listen to it pretty much every day. Linda will tell you I'll be walking around with my phone in my pocket and uh, listen to that 35, 45-minute uh, podcast every day. And, in fact, you know, I had Mark Panicelli in here yesterday. And, oh, got to talk about that here in a second. But uh, I had Mark Panicelli in here. And, as you know, I mean, if you listen to Panicelli's show on 252 ESPN, uh, 107.5 FM in Greenville and in New Bern, and both of those stations bleed over here into uh, Kinston and Lenora County, so uh, it, it looks really good. Hey, thank you. Uh, executive producer Linda says the logo looks really good on Bet on the Bull, and it does. Uh, we had uh, Jason Bryant tell us, and I, I apologize. I do not remember the lady's name who built that on uh, at WRNS down in New Bern. But, yeah, you're right, Linda. It looks fantastic. But, um, wow. 
And I, Linda, I have lost my whole train of thought. What was I even talking about there? I've got to stop looking at my phone while, uh, or not at my phone, but at my computer screen as we're going along. Anyway, uh, betonthebull.com, 960 the bull. It looks great. Oh, I know what I saw. I saw Tim Murray from VSIN. And he used to be a part of the Steve Zabin show when he was in D.C. Very entertaining. And he know. let me tell you something. He knows his sports betting uh, very, very, very much. And uh, we're going to try to get him as a guest on here. Yes. I'm going to do my best to get Brent Musburger on here because, uh, because A, I love Brent Musburger, but B, here you're, he said this. This is your home for the Brian Hanks Show and the VSIN Sports Network. Bet on the bull, WRNS Kinston. <laughs> yes, I have listened to that a lot. And that is our new, uh, our new station ID. We're no longer CBS Sports Radio, like I said. But uh, we're going to do our best, like I said, to get uh, maybe Michael Lombardo on here to get uh, Lombardi. I'm sorry. Uh, Tim Murray, for sure, who I've listened to for years. And, man, if we could get Brent Musburger, I might just retire. I know there are a couple of people that I know who would be very glad if I retired. So if you want me to retire, then uh, get hold of VSIN, get hold of Brent Musburger, and tell him to uh, come on my show because uh, that would probably that would be the feather in my cap. We've had... As of this morning, when we have Barbara Crumbacker on here, she will be our 449th unique guest that's come on our show in our, what, our 912 episodes. And if her husband comes with her, that'll be our 450th unique guest. That will be kind of cool. But, man, to have – and I, we've had some awesome ones, some great ones. Uh, but, man, if I were able to get uh, Brent Musburger on here, you you wouldn't be able to tell me anything. That's all I know about that. So, uh, But, again – Please don't just, and I love, love, love that you guys are faithful to the show, whether you listen to us from seven to nine and, uh, we appreciate you guys. I mean, so, so much, you know, that, uh, or our three to five replay. Uh, a lot of folks aren't able to listen, uh, from seven to 9 AM. They listen to us on our three to five replay or even go to, uh, soundcloud.com, go to brianhanks.com. You can listen to any one of our 912 previous shows there any of our 450 guests uh on demand whenever you want to it's absolutely free doesn't cost you a dime but uh, give vsin a chance man i think you guys are gonna like it i love it i'm honored listen you want to talk about history and this is one of the things that jason and uh mr denton told us too mr tony denton told us too when he was on the show last week we are the only station there are 300 plus stations that carry vsin across uh, america but we are the only station in the state of North Carolina that runs uh, VSIN 24 hours. So uh, very proud of that fact. So uh, let's support the Vegas Sports and Information Network and uh, turn them on, listen to them, and uh, you're going to be smarter than the average bear when it comes to uh, sports betting and fantasy sports and uh, day of betting and all that. You're going to be uh, you're going you're going to love it. I can promise you that. Okay, I, listen, I was talking about Panicelli yesterday. You know, he was here with us in our first hour, in fact, our first hour and our second hour. In fact, came to Kinston uh, from New Bern, and uh, he looks great, man. He's lost like 40 pounds. Uh, and I, I, all show long yesterday, I talked about how we were going to Lovick's Cafe. I'm taking him to Lovick's Cafe. I, I couldn't wait myself. I, wanted, I was going to get me some, some fresh sausage and a sausage and gravy biscuit and Heck, I might have even going to throw some grits and a couple of fried eggs in there, too. Got him all excited about it. We get through. I upload the show and everything, and uh, we get in our automobiles. We head to Heritage Street. We pull up in front of Lovick's Cafe, and they were closed. That's right. I totally forgot. Lovick's is, is uh, it started in the pandemic, and they still do it now. You know, they've always been closed on Sundays, but... Uh, <coughs> they're they're closed on Mondays too, and <coughs> found out that lesson the hard way, or remembered that lesson the hard way as we pull up in front of Lovick's. I should have known because there were no cars sitting in front of it. Uh, as we pulled up, there were no cars sitting there on the side between it and uh, Middle Grounds. And I was like, "You've got to be kidding!" Me. So I got out. I did take a couple of pictures, Steve. If you're listening, I got to send those pictures to you because. I got pictures of uh, of uh, Panicelli and I standing in front of Lovick's with uh, with the doors locked, and we ended up having to settle, go somewhere else. I'm not even going to say where. They're not a sponsor, 
But uh, we did uh, end up going somewhere else and getting breakfast. And, again, just heartbroken, man, uh, because I was really looking forward to introducing uh, my good friend Mark Panicelli to uh, some delicious Lovick's Cafe breakfast. Mark, you're going to have to come another day. We said that yesterday, but I'm just saying it here on the air. We'll have to do it another day. Uh, now, he's our regular Monday guest, so we won't do it on a Monday. Maybe we'll do it on a football Friday or something like that. I don't know. We'll do it on one of these days, though. But he's he's got to get some Lovick's in his belly because uh, that is a that is just an outstanding place and an amazing place to go and get breakfast. And uh, we did not get a chance to do it. Hey, uh, speaking of sponsors, why don't I thank uh, our title sponsor here of the Brian Hanks Show, you know them, you love them. It's Lenore Community College for more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of the beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Yes, fall classes began yesterday at LCC, but guess what? Late registration still going on. So don't be, I said it yesterday on the show, and I mean it. Don't be sitting there and listening to me uh, tell you about LCC and be like, oh, man, I missed it. I can't get in. That's not true. You can uh, still get in. Late registration, again, underway Give them a call at 252-527-6223, and you can uh, get your life together. Go over, uh, attend Lenore Community College. I'm a proud community college graduate myself, and uh, it's helped me. You can do the same thing, too. So uh, thank you, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, uh, Catherine Pearson, all our friends over at Lenore Community College. We've got to get Catherine back here on the show, too. We've got some big things happening there, in fact, including – uh fiesta lcc that is going to be taking place uh, september 16th on saturday september the 16th at lcc and we'll tell you more about that as we get closer to that but thank you lcc for being the title sponsor of the brian hanks show uh i told you a little bit about the uh, commanders snapping the ravens 24 game preseason winning streak last night that was on monday night football on espn and it was just uh <laughs> It's a little embarrassing. Uh, again, I'm trying to get back. You know, I, if you're a longtime listener to the show, you know this, but I'll just touch on it real quick. Uh, real quick, I had divorced myself from the Washington football franchise for various reasons. I mean, the the old name, uh, which is uh, say what you want, but it is it's it's a racist name. I'd gotten rid of all my most of all my stuff from that. I uh, their owner, who was just an abysmal person. And uh, so long story short, two years ago, I had uh, quit. I, I had quit the Washington football team. I'm still being an uh, NFL fan, of course. I play a lot of fantasy football and uh, just, I, I, you know, stayed an NFL fan. Thought I was going to try to become a New York Jets fan. I tried my best. But when you've been married to one, one uh, person for so long and then you try to switch, switch allegiances, it was really, really hard. So long story short, uh, with the sale of the team, with the change of the name of the team and all that, I had pretty much decided, you know what, I'm going to try to go back. In fact, uh, Linda and I were in D.C. earlier this summer, and uh, she sweetly bought me a, uh, a commander's uh, shirt, dry fit Nike shirt, and I was like, you know what, it's the only piece of commander's gear that I own, I'm like, and I've worn it several times, and I'm like, you know what, I I'm going to try. I don't know, man. Last night was just so depressing. Yes, they won, but... Man, they celebrated on the field like they had won the NFC East or something, and it was just embarrassing. Like I said, we're going to talk to uh, Rich about that here in just a couple minutes when we get him up here on the line with us. Um, last Friday night, let's give you those scores again in case you missed them yesterday. Uh, Green Central beat uh, North North 46-14. to 14. That was in the 60th edition of that rivalry. Green Central now leads that series 41-18-1 to 18 to 1 overall. Kenston upset in the uh, in their first game of the year. They lose to South Central 40 to 26 as the first season opening loss for the Vikings since 2016. They are in those two teams we just talked about, they're Green Central at Kenston this Friday night. It's our uh, Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week. Kenston is going to be trying to avoid starting 0 and 2. 
The last time Kenson started 0-2 was in 2005 under uh, Coach Whitehurst. So uh, going to do their best to, to not drop to 0-2. Uh, that would be uh, that would be not good. Hey, uh, South Lenore lost, but a closer game than the final score indicates. Too North Johnson beat uh, South Lenore twenty-two to nothing. It was the first time Will Harrell has lost a season opener for uh, South Lenore in his three seasons there in deep run. Uh, Parrot Academy, tough, tough game, uh, tough loss to uh, Harrell's Christian forty-seven to nothing down in Harrell's on Friday, uh, and then uh, Aiden Grifton. Uh, defeated Wilson Prep 10 to 8. Paul Cornwell is back. Uh, that's all you need to know about that. This week's games, let's go ahead and uh, give you those. Uh, Green Central 1 and 0 at Kenston, who is 0 and 1. Again, that is our uh, Davis Wholesale Tire game of the week. Our pregame show, our, day, our uh, uh, Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show, begins at 5. It'll go from 5 to 7, and then we'll uh, bring you myself, Hall of Fame coach Jimmy Smith, Paul Whittington, Keith Spence will bring you uh, Green Central at Kinston live from Viking Stadium uh, or Viking Stadium, very or Viking Field, whatever it's called. Uh, but it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a good game uh, between uh, two big rivals and the Rams and the Vikings. The other games this week include North Lenore. They're 0-1. They travel to Farmville Central, who had a big win over Goldsboro. Uh, they're 1-0. Uh, South Lenore 0-1 at Jones Senior, who is 0-1. Parrot Academy is at home. They will play another 11-man game, this time against Northwest Halifax. Both those teams are 0-1. Uh, Aiden Grifton uh, coming off that big win against Wilson Prep. They travel to Riverside Martin, who has not played yet this season. And then Bethel Christian Academy, they will begin their season uh, uh, against uh, Richlands Liberty Chris. We're going to do our best to get the Bethel coach here on uh, the show with us before that game on Friday and definitely part of our uh, uh, pregame show too, our Rillo Discount Drugs pregame show. Hey, uh, last but definitely not least, uh, Down East Wood Ducks, uh, they were off last night. They're in fourth place in the Carolina League South. Uh, they're five games behind the hated Carolina Mudcats in the Carolina League North. They return home for a six-game series beginning today against Fayetteville, a big week of promotions this week, too, including uh, Richard Clark's uh, alma mater, ECU. They're going to be giving away an ECU co-branded hat on Friday and then an ECU co-branded T-shirt on Saturday uh, out of Historic Granger Stadium. Don't forget to get your playoff tickets, too, as the playoffs begin in mid-September. For tickets, for playoff tickets, for tickets to this week's games, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. And... I know, my good friend Richard Clark, you've got to be excited about the ECU co-branded hat, which, by the way, dude, looks sweet. And the T-shirt, too. <laughs> dude, I'm not, hey, I know, listen, don't get it twisted. I'm a shield. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a company man as I've been for as long as you've known me, Richard Clark. But I'm telling you, dude, this it's ECU weekend this weekend at Historic Granger Stadium. And the stuff they're giving away, the hat on Friday, the T-shirt on Saturday, Dude, they're they're pretty bad. I'm not joking, dude. How you doing this morning, my friend? Well, I was doing good till you told me there's a hat I can't get. <laughs> dude, what are you doing Friday night? Uh, I got plans. Uh, I'll see if I. I tell you what. I tell you what, dude. John Clemens, the general manager of the Down East Wood Ducks, is going to be sitting right here in my plush, well lit, well protected studio on uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow on our eight o'clock okay. hour. I, I am going to, uh, I, dude. I'm going to hit him up for it for you, okay? I would greatly appreciate that. Well, dude, I'm Surprisingly, not... I have very little ECU paraphernalia considering I went there for 15 years. <laughs> oh, my God. You were the Van Wilder of ECU, right? Pretty close, yes. Did you, you That's saw, a you pretty saw, close assessment. There you go. You saw Van Wilder, right? Oh, yeah. And I, like I said, it was a pretty close assessment. I was not that popular, but everything else, yes. Dude, the cool thing is, that's what, you know what, when I saw that and I saw Ryan Reynolds for the first time, dude, I knew, and I, I'm not just saying this, I, he's got a distinct po uh, personality, he's yep. funny, and he's pretty much the same guy in uh, all these movies since then, in Deadpool and everything else he's done, that he was in Van Wilder, he's really, he's maybe well, a he's a, he's, go ahead. He's the male version of you can get away with stuff when you look a certain way. <laughs> you know, we see that in women all the time. They can say stuff and do stuff and wear stuff if they're really hot. 
and this is the male version of that. He can be smarmy and all that, and everybody, oh, that's cute. No, it's not if he doesn't look like that. <laughs> yeah, you and I do. Well, no, not you're a good-looking man, dude. But I do, <laughs> I do something like that, man. I'll tell you, if, if John Dawson, John's going to be like, what? Why are you picking on me? If John Dawson and I do something like that, dude, it's over, you know? <laughs> anyway. Well, I wish that was true, but it's definitely not, because I say a lot of stuff like, Ryan Reynolds, that's why I like him so much, and it does not go over like that. So, <laughs> well, I tell you what, dude, uh, a lot to talk. I know I texted you that this morning. We've got a lot to talk about. We are going to begin it. Uh, the NFL uh, ceiling floor with Richard Clark today. We're going to uh, try. We're going to attack the NFC East, the NFC or uh, the AFC East, both East, uh, NFC East, AFC East. And if we get done in time, we may even try to slide one more division in there because we've got to get eight divisions in here before, or, or yeah, eight divisions in here in the next uh, three appearances that we have you here on the show, Rich. But before we do that, FIBA World Cup 2023 begins this Friday. I cannot believe it's already here. I mean, I, this summer, dude, I, I don't even know, Rich. I mean, it has just blown by. I, we've already had a week of high school football. Uh, when is I mean, week zero of uh, college football. That's not this week, is it, or is that next week? It's the week before the NFL. So I guess it's the week prior. Okay, That's good, so it's not good. this weekend. Okay, but the weekend after. Well, I, I throw myself off there. I, I wanted you let, – let's get some basketball talk in here. And like I said, we're going to definitely talk uh, – we're going to start our uh, ceiling floor with uh, Richard Clark on NFL picks this year. But, uh, dude, you sent me a very interesting text. In fact, I'm picking up my phone here, and I'm going to read from it. I Just to show you what a dumb, dumb butt I am, I, I couldn't figure out what you meant by this, but you sent me this yesterday. Uh, during the show, in fact, yesterday, but you said Reggie Bullock – Ranks dead last in the NBA in unassisted basketball. 381st. <laughs> of all NBA players. So what does that mean, that the baskets that he hits – Are assisted. Are assisted. So, so he's catching shoes. swinging it around, and they hit him. Yes. So and, – so And he's not dribbling between his legs 60 times, and then <laughs> they is shooting the ball. Because, ironically, number one is Luka. So – well, see, here's how I'm going to choose to look at it, Richard. This is I wanted to just wait and save it till I had you on. I'm going to choose to look at it as Reggie's oh, number good one. That's what I'm saying. Reggie's number one in the NBA yeah. in unassisted. It's, it's a good thing. It, it absolutely means that he's not out there just with the irrational confidence going, I got this, go sit down, LeBron, <laughs> and shooting from 60 feet after going between his legs a couple times. So it's, it's a wonderful thing, which is why he's been in the league as long as he's been in the league. But that's crazy. Not that means I'm turning it around like you you the way you sent it to me yesterday too, Rich. So that means ninety six percent of his baskets are assisted. Are assisted. So right. When he gets thrown a pass, he hits it or I'm not saying he hits it ninety six percent of the time, but not of the baskets he hits and he shoots about what, 45, 46%, whatever it is. I'm I'm probably exaggerating just a little bit there, but whatever it is he hits they are assisting 96% of his bat. Dude, to me, that to me is more impressive than the other number that you sent me. Luca, his former teammate, mm-hmm. is last place. I mean, 84% of his baskets are unassisted. So the, he is the one, like you said, that either just, dri- you know, has the ball up top and then just drives the lane or, like you said, goes between his legs a couple of times and then pops one or tries to, you know, do a James Harden. I, I don't know, dude. The way you sent it to me, I, I, I didn't know if I was supposed right. to be impressed by that. Or- no, it, it's a, it's an impressive stat, and it's why he's been in the league. Because, look, one of the things we – one of the problems that guys that are on the fringe of NBA that were very good in college, their problem is – they go to the G League and they go for theirs and they get 25. The NBA doesn't need you to do that. The NBA's got Luka and LeBron and Giannis to do that stuff. You're not going to do that better than them. What they don't have is the guy that like Reggie, which is why he's still in the league. The guy that can make his impact on the offense without having the ball in his hand 99% of the time. Because, well, you know, the, the league has the best one-on-one players in the world. That's why they have a 24-second shot clock. And, you know, you have to have that. But you also have to have the guy that can perform without the ball. You know, the flip side is to swing it to Kenton. We're seeing a little bit of the opposite effect of that on Brandon on the Olympic team or World Cup team. Well, 
that's where I want to go. I think it is. I, I No, no, no. I know what I want to talk to you about. Uh, the whole James Harden thing, dude, for somebody yeah. like me that only has been peripherally watching. Uh, I know. That's why I wanted you to uh, explain it, not just to me, but to the listeners, too, about that whole situation. I've really not been paying it as close attention to it as I need to. So what's the deal with uh, Daryl Morey and James Harden and the situation up in Philadelphia? Well, to go back, Maury and Harden were ace coon pooms coming out of Houston, you know. <laughs> wait a minute, and whoa, 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 wait, they were what? Ace coon pooms, I don't know where that came from, <laughs> but I think my mom used to say it as well. Okay. Anyway, they were best blood, and uh, Maury's the GM of the Sixers now, and he was the GM of the Rockets when Harden was there, and he traded for Harden. Well, Harden called him a liar. Um, and there's several ways, I mean, flat out, and he did it in China, which is even worse because – Daryl Morey is one of the few NBA people that spoke out against the China business practices and things of that nature uh, back in a few years back when they had the Beijing Olympics. So it's it's really kind of rough. And a lot of people took it as there was this handshake behind the scenes deal that Harden would get a certain contract if he took less money. Harden is now coming out and saying, no, it's because he said he would trade me. Uh, we shall see what it is, but it doesn't sound good. It's, Basically, you just called your boss a liar, and now you got to go to work. <laughs> got to ask you this then, dude. I mean, what what does that st- say? Well, I mean, is there any chance that he remains in uh, Philly uh, when, when the season tips off? I think that's the, it's the only scenario that works for him because nobody's going to – you know, he's torpedoed two teams now. Um, so he's in that area where – you know, we all we've seen it play out a hundred times in all the sports. They'll put up with your crazy, eccentric, whatever you want to call it, fill in the blank word, superstar diva self, if you're performing at a high, high level. But the minute you're not, they will not take it anymore. They'll get rid of you. We've seen this play out over and over and over and over in all these sports because there's always a guy out there like that. Well. Like I said, I mean, we've seen it with Kyrie Irving, who you know, mm-hmm. has, who's been similar to that, and I'd even say uh, Kevin Durant to a degree, not as bad as this, obviously, but <coughs> these superstars who just feel like they can, you know, that they're the the GM of the team, along with being one of the star players of a team. We see it in the NFL all the time. Oh, yeah. It's usually a wide receiver, <laughs> you know, or it's, honestly, it's usually a wide receiver, but we see it all the time, and it just you know, deal with it as long as you're the top, you know, 1% of your grouping. But after you're not, they, they'll they get rid of you quick. Well, anyway. Cam Newton. <laughs> I, I am so of mixed mind. And, you know, maybe that's a conversation for another day. But, uh, dude, I still feel like Cam Newton was just severely underserved in, uh, in yes, Carolina. Yes, absolutely. In I mean, he was a – He carried that franchise for 10 years. They should build a statue for him, period. I would agree with that. And he should still – dude, I look at it this way. When you see these long-term guys like Aaron Rodgers and, of course, Tom Brady, who was in the league forever, who don't – and I, I'm telling you who did not have the raw talent, and I still think don't have the raw talent of Cam Newton. And it's not Cam Newton's fault. I don't want anybody to hear this thing. I'm picking on Cam Newton. Listen. They had. When did he ever even have? Tell me this, Rich. As someone you're a huge NFL fan, when did he ever have a top half of the league offensive line in front of him? A top sixteen offensive line. Hell, when did he ever even have a top twenty offensive line in front of him? That man got beat up. When did he have a top ten receiver? Dude, Steve Smith. I don't. That was at the tail end of. I don't. That's right. Steve Smith. That's what I mean, dude. That's I mean, my point. He had some pretty good running backs behind his, him. His best – well, are they even top ten, though? See? Yeah. Now we're into that again. I, I would 100% die on the hill that they did nothing to help Cam Newton. That that whole franchise was run poorly. Yep. The defense was not very good. Now, some of that was some bad luck with Keekley and the other guy, the defensive lineman. But, you know, still, they didn't do a lot to help him. And, you know, and, yeah, we can blame Cam. He always oh, didn't study enough. Whatever word, oh, whatever you want to say. Whatever. whatever they want to say. But they, he carried them for a long time. And I go to this. One of the ways I always judge a college quarterback, and you can't do this till after the fact, was what does that team look like when he's gone? And the example I always use is Drew Brees. How good has Purdue been since he left? Not, not very. Well, how good has Carolina been since Cam left? 
<laughs> Dude, I, you've answered your own question right there. Man. Right. And all the quarterbacks right. that have come through there. I uh, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm not trying to say that I was this super fan of, uh, of uh, Cam Newton, but I always thought it was just – what what if you put to hey hey how about this uh, rich no 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 rich let me ask you this what if you put him behind that patriots offensive line dude how good is cam newton cam newton is still playing today dude i'm talking about cam well, newton when he was healthy okay not, i, I not think carolina who was broke down and you know the one after the super bowl because that's go. when it happened yep. that was it that he got hurt then, and then he got hurt right after that, the next beginning of the season, and he was never the same. I think it was that wreck, that car accident. Yeah. I really think that had a lot to do with it, too. You said that, that was all about said, the I same know, time. I know, dude. You said that for several years now, and I agree. I you know, agree their biggest that. mistake was they had that offensive coordinator um, that had kind of tailored the offense to Cam's strength, and I think he should have been the head coach because I think we look around now and you go – yeah, Ron Rivera is not very good. He is not. Oh, we are. Right. Believe me, we're getting to Ron Rivera here. In fact, let's. Uh, that, that wraps that up, dude. Did you <laughs> Did you watch the preseason game last night between uh, the the Commanders yeah. and uh, yeah. the Ravens? I did because well, I, I have a vested interest. How much did you cringe there at the end of the game when the Commanders hit the field goal at the end, win the game twenty nine twenty eight, and then? They start celebrating on the sideline. I mean, Ron Rivera among them, uh, <coughs> celebrating on the sideline like they had just won the Super Bowl. Not, yeah, that, not that's a meaningless week two uh, preseason game. Come on, man. That, that's not a great look. However, um, if I was a uh, – I just pained me to even say commanders um, – fan of the Washington football team, I would actually be a little bit – I'd be on the positive side right now because you might have found something. You're so, Sam I've been saying it. Yeah. Oh, I've been saying it all along if they get a quarterback that's confident, that team's going to be a lot better than people think. And we'll get to that shortly. Well, and, then, yeah, we are. You're right. As we're going to do NFC uh, East uh, ceiling floor here with Richard Clark. But uh, still, dude, what a bad look, man. It just – I, yeah, no, probably not the greatest. Man. Although, I guess, do we do a, a hat tip or do we even care that uh, the Ravens had won 24 consecutive preseason games? Had not. Here's the number that impressed me, Rich. They had not lost a preseason game since 2015, dude. Where the heck were we in 2015? Dude, I still I still worked for a newspaper in 2015, dude. That's right. I was hey, still a year it's away. It's a long time ago. It was a long, That's a long time ago. A long time ago. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, have they got a Super Bowl win in that period? They do, don't they? Uh, At the very beginning. 2015. When was the Flacco year? Oh, no, that was back. Uh, hold on. I, I got my Google machine here in front of me. Uh, last time Ravens won Super Bowl was uh, 2013. No, so it was two years after. Yeah. yeah. So, and you could say, make the case that it's definitely not to your advantage to win all your preseason games. <laughs> Dude, I just remember the Patriots, man, in in their run. And uh, they had a couple of 0-4 years in preseason dude and you know and of course everybody starts wringing their hands oh my gosh tom brady and the patriot but i mean tom brady would play one series and he was out and yeah i mean the, I, all the preseason is same with spring training and baseball is it it matters what kind of team you have if you have a youngish team you need the reps and it matters more if you have an older veteran team you don't want them out there they don't need it so, you know, it's an individual thing, and it even gets further focused in the sense that what what are you really watching? Like, I'm watching for my team, and what I'm concerned about is the guys that are going to be the primary backups. So I'm watching them, and they usually play in the first little first quarter, but after that, I could care less. Well, uh, here is my thing, dude. Did uh... – and I got to admit, now, I didn't watch the whole game. I watched it up until uh, starting in the third quarter, and then I had, right. you know, I had to get to bed. I, I'm not a night owl like you, dude. I can't uh, you know, stay up and do the stuff that you do, man. But uh, did they keep Sam Howell in there the whole game? Uh, he played. He played a good bit, but no, I don't think he did actually. 
Well, he played the whole half, dude. I can tell you that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Well, again, goes to the reps, but I mean, they needed they need to get him reps to see. See, this is what they should have did last year, where you know, so they know what they had. But they got Ron Rivera as coach, <laughs> so you know, we let's get back to that. But yeah, I've I've been saying it all. No, Jake Fromm played a little bit. Okay, and. Um, and Brissett played a little bit as okay. well. But that's what I'm saying, dude. He played – when I went to bed at the beginning of the third quarter, maybe I watched one series in the third quarter. I think the Ravens had it first. But anyway, I was like, wow, why are you playing your, uh, who is allegedly going to be your number one quarterback? The whole, but like you said, I guess he just needs some reps and live game action, and that's why I have it so good for, uh, good for him. Hey, let, let's go ahead and jump into this. I, I tell you what, okay. no, FIBA, FIBA. I need two minutes of FIBA talk, dude. Uh, okay. How excited are you about that? It begins this uh, Friday. Uh, I believe it's in the Philippines. Uh, Brandon Ingram leading them. They've had a couple of other games since uh, since we had you on last week. Uh, what have you learned about this uh, USA FIBA team, dude? I, I've really enjoyed watching this team. I really have. Um, they got some holes, and they're not the most talented team we put out there. But this is a fun team to watch, and it's built for international basketball. Okay, um, it, it's been really nice. It's been really fun to watch this team. Uh, they've been down in some games, you know, because the other teams they're playing are not not complete scrubs. I mean, they played Germany, who had four or five guys that are in the NBA. So um, you know, it's been good to see. How good? But we're is, also I mean, we're also we seeing. An, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, of course. Well, actually, I think we were number two. I think Spain was the betting favorite going in. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, we're 4-0 um, right now. Uh, have their, or I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. 5-0 no. now. Right? That's right. That's right. Yep. After beating Germany 99-91 to uh, on Sunday. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading that straight from the uh, Brian Windhorst reporter here on ESPN. Oh. <laughs> uh, Again, this is a team you talked about it last week when we had you on here, Rich. I mean, Brandon arguably, arguably is the best player on this team. I mean, and uh, if he's not, he's definitely one of the top two or three. How far? How far can this team go? Is it capable of winning the the gold medal? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and I touched on it briefly. Um, Brandon's struggling a little bit right now. Just he's not shooting real well. Um, and like I said before. The problem with any of these kind of teams is we get guys that are primary ball handlers on their team, and then they're not. Can they find a role within that team? And um, I think we might be witnessing one of those moments where a guy takes the next step to being a star, and it's not Brandon, by the way. Okay. Um, I think we might be witnessing it right now. I've been thoroughly impressed. We'll see if it happens in the actual – because these are technically exhibition games. So we'll see if it happens in the tournament. But Brandon's starting right now, and um, they have a nice probably eight-man rotation that they really go to when it starts getting thick, and um, he's part of that. So it's been a fun team to watch, though. It really has been. Well, very good. And when we, when you join us next Tuesday, they will have a couple of live games under their belt, or at least one, maybe two live games under their belt at that point. So that should be a lot of fun too. Okay. Any other Watch Anthony Edwards. That's what I can tell you. Okay. Okay. Uh, he looks like he looks like the alpha right now. And we'll see if he can maintain this. If he does through this World Cup and his given his age, because he's extremely young, and the situation in Minnesota, you got to wonder if this isn't one of those where the guy is becoming a star. You know what I mean? We've okay. seen this before where they go to the Olympics and uh, in their second or third year, and they play well, and next thing you know, they're a real legitimate star. And Anthony Edwards looks like the best player on the floor, frankly. Well, it just, it's, it's surprising to me, and, uh, I mean, you knew LeBron wasn't going. You knew Steph Curry wasn't going. You knew some of these, you know, huge names. Uh, Kevin Durant, you knew he wasn't going. But uh, this team that, you know, I've seen people call a no-name team, basically, mm-hmm. that they are making such an impact. Like you said, listen, these teams they're playing from uh, throughout the world, I mean, they are not scrub teams. I mean, they're – No, no, no. There's they some good have. teams in this. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, this, you know what this is like? This is like a, one of those team screen-type movies. The, the franchise screen where they got all these young actors <laughs> and two or three of them are on the ascension of being a real actor. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah. But we, we recognize all the names, but we don't necessarily know who these people are. 
that's exactly what this is. Um, a bunch of these guys are young and right on the verge. There's only one real veteran is Bobby Portis. Uh, Brandon's one of the older guys on the team. Um, so it's a really say, young team. Isn't yeah. that weird to say? But he, dude, it, he's been in the league seven years, dude. That's right. That's right. God. And and that's it. And so he's one of the older guys on this team. And it's it's a team of guys that are not quite household names. You've, you've heard the name, but you might not be able to put the face with it. But somebody's going to come out of this, you know, moving up a little bit. You know, even Jalen Brunson, who's been in the league a little while, but really last year and the playoffs the year before, they're the only time any hardcore fans could be able to even recognize him, much less somebody that's kind of a cursory fan. Well, there you go. Well, dude, I, I love basketball, not nearly, not even 10% as much as you do. Dude, I love NFL, and it's time to oh, get yeah. us going here. <coughs> it's time for uh, uh, Ceiling Floor. With Richard Clark, we did this last year during the uh, in the NFL preseason. We did it in the NBA preseason too. I got to give you some love, man. You did very well last year, and uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. Let's start with uh, that, the NFC East. Uh, we'll go through uh, the first, the or not the first four, but the four teams in the NFC East. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. They are picked to win the division. Uh, they are plus 100. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, just but just right behind them at plus 175. The New York Giants at plus 600. The Washington Commanders. Yeah, and you're right, man. It's just so weird reading Commanders. I yeah, it just it doesn't like feel a, right. Like it's an arena league team, you know? Doesn't that sound right? That, it absolutely does. <laughs> or, or an XFL team. The, or an XFL team, you're right. But they are at plus 1,000. So, uh, the, the Vegas and I'm on Vegas insider.com. So this is like a conglomeration of like nine different books. This is how the Vegas sees it is the Eagles plus 100 Dallas plus 175, New York giants plus 600 Washington commanders plus 1000. That's to win the division. Here's what we do with Richard Clark. He gives us the ceiling, the best he thinks each team can do, but then he also gives us the floor too. what he thinks is the, the worst case scenario for each team. So Let's go ahead and let's start it with the Philadelphia well, Eagles who are picked to finish first. What, what is the best case scenario you think for the Philadelphia Eagles this year? Well, let me give this prerequisite on this. This is the NFC East, and you're, since you're an NFC East fan or were, um, <laughs> you understand how crazy this division gets and what the general year-to-year rules are. You know what I mean? Yeah. By that, I mean nobody wins this conference, this division a year, two years in a row. It just doesn't happen. So that being said, with the Eagles, everybody's picking them, and they clearly have quite possibly the best roster to lead. So I'll say their ceiling is 12-5. and five, Okay. But I don't think they're going to be that. I really believe they're going to be 9-8. and eight. Um, I just – nobody repeats that loses the Super Bowl. They don't go back. Yeah. Who's the only team to do that? Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. They're the only ones. So we're saying that Jalen Hurts is that? Uh, okay. I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. So I'm going to say 12 and 5 is their ceiling and their floor is 9 and 8. Okay. Well, that's still that. Uh, so they, a little bit of speak English, Brian. You pretty much have them making the playoffs either way, though. I mean, even worst case scenario, maybe. probably make the playoffs, right? Maybe. Maybe. Because I'm, what I'm getting ready to tell you in about two teams is, is <laughs> what. The, the the trick in all this is, I think. Well, they had the best uh, record in the NFC last year at fourteen and three, which you picked them to win the uh, NFC last year or the NFC East last year too. So that was uh, a good call on that. Next up, okay, so you got twelve and five, nine and eight ceiling floor for Philly, Dallas, uh, who went twelve and five last year and are plus one seventy five to win the NFC East this year ceiling. The ceiling is twelve and five. Okay. Um, I I really hate to even say this out loud because it's the kiss of death. You know me and how I am about talking about my boys. Yes, I do. We're we're really good. Okay. Now, does that mean we're going to be able to get everybody out there healthy? I don't know, but I think we're the best team in the division. Um, I think that Dax. They keep talking about interceptions. I think that's the anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That you go back and look year to year to year, it's not what it is. And if you watched all the games last year, 
you realize at least half of those weren't his fault. So I'm going to say 12 and five, What's but we're a lot more your beloved Cowboys. Yeah. Our, our floors are five and 12 because oh, we're extremely fragile. Oh no, nah, man, God. we're, Richard we're fragile. Clark. We're very fragile. We have, we have some bad positions that are filled by older guys that if we lose them, we have no backup. Um, it just is what it is. I'm telling you, we we lose two offensive linemen. We're going to be terrible, terrible. Yeah, but, but if if thirty of the thirty two teams in the NFL lose yeah, two of the one hundred percent, yeah, they're one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree, one hundred percent. I was taking you so seriously there, and then when you yeah. said floor for Dallas five and twelve, <laughs> I've heard you play out your team for almost twenty years now, dude. <laughs> Okay, we got to keep hey, moving. I, I keep said moving. twelve and five because I honestly feel good about this year, which makes, scares me to death. Okay. Because I, you know, I usually don't. I usually don't feel very good about it. I think this team is good. I really do. Okay, dude. Here we go. Ceiling floor for the New York Giants, who were nine seven and one last year and made the playoffs. Actually, uh, made the playoffs last year. Uh, was wild card team nine seven and one last year. They're plus six hundred to win the uh, NFC East. What, what, what you got ceiling floor for them, Rich? Okay, this last two teams is Washington and the Giants, and one of these teams is going to start six and one. It happens every year in the NFC East, and it's always one of the bottom teams that jumps out. Two years ago, it was Washington. Last year, it was Philly. The year before that, I think it was the Giants. It might have been us, but it happens every year. So one of these two teams, that's why it makes me nervous with you guys. Um, I'm going to say the Giants 10 and 7 is their, is their floor ceiling. Okay. And I'm going to say 5 and 12 is their floor. Um, a lot of theirs depends on can they find some help on the defensive side. They were not very good last year. No, they definitely were not. They gave up. And their schedule's tougher this year. Uh, I, that's why I think to the flip side leading into this next team – that schedule matters. That last place schedule matters. That's what the Eagles were playing when they jumped out to that seven and one or whatever it was last year. Yeah, you're right about that for sure. Last place team in the NFC East last year was uh, surprisingly though it was the Washington Commanders. They were eight eight and one. I keep forgetting that dude. They were a five hundred mm-hmm. team last year. Eight eight and one. Uh, they are uh, plus one thousand to win the uh, NFC East. Uh, and uh, where do you have them? Ceiling floor for the commanders? They're going to have the biggest variance, but I'll be honest, this is the team that scares me the most as a Cowboys fan. Wow. Because this team, if they can find a quarterback, they're going to be good. That defense is legitimately good, and you have a couple guys on the offensive side, if they had anybody to quarterback, they would be – if they had Daniel Jones, this team would have been 10-7 and seven. Huh. easily. Yeah, uh, look, Alex Smith had this pretty much this same team at what six and one or something before he got hurt a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I, this team, I'd say eleven and six, but they also could go the other way at six and eleven okay. if they can't find a quarterback. Right now on their roster, you're looking at Sam Howell as your hope, but if Joe, as Jacoby Brissett is playing, you're in trouble. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you on that too. Uh, I, did you did you see last? I night? mean, go ahead. Have you ever seen so many teams that have such bad quarterbacking rooms? Oh no, no, no. I mean, there's some teams that these you look at this go, wow, y'all really going into season with this? You know, I actually like my quarterback room. You know, in Dallas, I'm okay with it. Some of these other teams, though, good gracious, you know, look at Miami for instance. You got Tua, but. Can you really, you know, talk about variance? No, no. Joke. What happens if he gets hurt? Oh, if I think it's we've already seen it again. Well, that's what I was going to say, and we're getting ready to hit the AFC East, ironically. But the the thing with two, you know what? Let's save it when we get down to them. Yeah, uh, so yeah. there you go, uh, Philly. You've got uh, okay. So one through four, how do you think the NFC East is going to finish? I think Dallas going to win the division. Wow, and I think. Yeah, wait, and wait, I think wait, probably. Let me check my caller ID. Yes, this is Richard Clark I'm talking to. I know. That's why I hate to even say this out loud. Because y'all going to mock me when they're 5 and 12. <laughs> no, because we'll be able to say, hey, you said they the possibility was there for 5 and 12. So uh, I think that we're the best team. The, there you go. Yeah, I, 
I, I think Philly probably finishes second, but I think it's going to be a dog fight for them to get in the playoff. Okay. Because, you know, their schedule is much tougher as well. So they're not going to get some of them, some of those easy wins they got at the beginning of the last year. Oh, so. Absolutely. And then uh, Giants are Washington third? I'm going to go with Washington. But, again, we're a contingent on Sam Howell, aren't we? Yeah, and I think it's fault. And let me tell you, as and I got to watch him in the first half, dude. He was run. Baltimore, as much as they wanted to win their, I guess their twenty fifth straight preseason game last night, they didn't keep their starters in there, dude. Right? No, no, no. Commanders did, and he was successful against uh, the Ravens' second second team. That's right. His first game was still in there, and that just worries me. I mean, I think it creates un realistic expectations when you do that. Okay. I, I agree. I agree. And I will say this too. You, if you were going to say the Giants were coming in second or third in that division, or maybe even win it for that matter, or somebody, we have a bunch of injuries. You're making that bet based on Dayball that it's a coach. Because he might be a pretty good coach. Yeah. I can't tell for certain, but he definitely overachieved last year. So um, we're getting ready to find out. We definitely are. Okay, let's uh, hit the – so uh, just to wrap up, NFC East, you've got them going uh, Dallas 1, Philly 2, uh, Washington 3, New York Giants 4. Let's switch over to the yeah. AFC East, which, dude, for all Same this thing. talk – But this is what's crazy for all this talk of Aaron Rodgers and him bringing – dude, who is picked to finish last in the AFC East? The New York Jets, which is where they were last year. Uh, last year. The Buffalo Bills, 13-3 and three overall, easily ahead of Miami, who was 9-8. and eight. The Patriots, 8-9, and nine, which I still can't wrap my mind around that one. And then the Jets, 7-10. and 10. This year, uh, Vegas has Buffalo winning pretty easily. They've got them at plus 100, but then the last three teams are almost just jumbled up there. The Pats at 325, uh, Miami at plus 400, the Jets at plus 500. So it's like Vegas is saying, listen, Buffalo's going to win, but two through four, that's up to you, and that's why we're giving it to you here, Rich. Uh, let's start with Buffalo. Uh, over, under, or a ceiling floor for them, dude? Uh, Buffalo could be really good. I'm going to go 13-4. and four. Okay. Um, but doesn't it feel like they kind of missed their window? If you're just are we looking at it from the outside, you know, I feel like this team might have missed their window, and they might be on the – downfall of, of, you know, their little rise they've had. Because they've been good for, what, about four years now? Yeah. So, uh, I guess on, like in this case, you're making a bet that the last, I don't know, third of the season, Josh Allen's injury really hurt that team. So, the 13-4 and four says Josh Allen's back. 9-8 uh, and eight says he's not. Okay. So, that's their floor. There you go. New England Patriots, uh, who, uh, you know, I have to bring it up. We talked about it last week because it had just happened, but Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott, uh, now playing for now. I mean, he'll be the backup back, but I can't even talk about, I know I've said wrap my mind around, but it's third time I've said, but dude, I can't, it's going to be hard for me in live action to see, and they get to play at Dallas in week two, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, we got the Jets week two, I guess, after that. Yeah, maybe it's week three, something like that. But anyway, still, yeah. uh, Ezekiel Elliott playing for uh, the Pats. They are picked to finish second by Vegas. Where do you have uh, oh, uh, ceiling floor for the New England Patriots? I think their their ceiling is probably nine and eight, and their floor is probably five and 12. A lot depends on their quarterbacking. I think their defense is going to be good. And, again, See, their division, again, is, I will probably repeat this with all these teams, but this division is so topsy-turvy and relying on these fragile little pieces. The Dolphins and the Jets are really relying on Rodgers and Tua. Neither guy has made it through a whole season in, I don't know, three years? Yeah, yeah. Um, but are you really willing to bet against them if they do make it through a whole season? No, you know, I agree with you. And Mac Jones yeah. is easily the to me the, the worst quarterback four. in this there division. You go. Thank yeah. you, thank you. He's the he's the worst quarterback in the AFC East, and I think he's going to grow. He's never going to be. I don't think we will ever say Mac Jones top ten quarterback. No. no, no, But you know what? 
I don't know if they need him to be a top 10 quarterback for them to be successful. I mean, I, I'm not saying he needs to be a game manager, and I think the Pats will be all right. Okay, Miami, uh, plus 400, pick to finish third in the AFC uh, East. What do you have still in floor for them? This is probably the biggest variance because of Tua. Okay. Um, their, their ceiling is probably 12 and 5, 13 and 4, wow. but their floor is probably 6 and 11. Okay. If he doesn't play, they got a very talented roster. I've said this for at least two years, probably longer. They got the, probably the most talent in that division roster, you know, up and down. But can Tua play? Yeah. Uh, we saw him last year twitching around like he was dude, on WWE. Don't even, don't even bring that up, man. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's horrible. Uh, dude, if I close my eyes, I'm not even joking, Rich. I can still see that play where right. his hands were all curled up or his fingers were all curled That's up. That's right. Dude. And we're rolling back out there. I know, man. I know. See? There you go. And their season relies on him playing. Well, so. Last one, and has there been a more team? This is what blew my mind. And I'm going to be honest with you, Rich. I didn't realize it, realize it until I looked at it this morning. I figured, I knew Buffalo was going to be picked to finish first in the AFC. You still get it twisted. I mean, I knew that, uh, you know, with all the – the great players and Josh Allen, arguably, uh, well, he's definitely one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. I knew yeah. they were going to, I knew in my heart and in my soul, Richard Clark, that the Jets were going to be picked to finish second in the uh, AFC East. You could have knocked me over with a feather when I looked that up, and they've got them to finish last. Las Vegas, and we know, you know, Richard, Vegas knows. Are the Jets really going to finish last in the AFC East this year, dude? They they have some very big ifs. That offensive line and Aaron Rodgers is not young, and it, you know he's not he's not like Tom Brady. Brady would just throw it in the ground if the rush got to him and he didn't have a guy open quickly. Rodgers is not that kind of quarterback. His his strength is running around and throwing it forty yards down the field. You know after extending the play, so they're different quarterbacks, and to play without an offensive line, yeah. Now, that being said, he's got some weapons, and allegedly that defense is good, but I think they did a lot of that on some really bad schedules toward the end of the year, um, really bad teams on their scheduling at the end of the year. So we shall see. I'm going to say their ceiling is 11-6, uh, and six, okay. and their floor is 4-13. and 13. <laughs> Because, I mean, you know, what if Rodgers gets hurt? I, mean, I know, but let me just say this. How much is that New York media – going to tear up well, the Jets if they I would even say if they're uh, eight and nine or worse well let me paint a picture for you they play us the second week of the season they'll probably beat us because Rodgers will still be healthy and we never be there in Rodgers so they'll probably beat us and he'll be king of the hill at that moment in New York <laughs> and then what do you figure four weeks before he gets hurt yeah maybe five Dude. I mean you know everything depends on how long he plays everything well, let's go. I mean, one clearly, is an upgrade. No, no, no. I agree with you wholeheartedly, there, dude. Let's go one through four. How do you have the AFC East finishing? Buffalo, Miami, New England, and the Jets. So you even have the Jets finishing fourth. Though. Yeah, I do. I just can't. When's the last time Rodgers played a whole season? I know. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. And I would like to believe that, given to his circumstances. Then Miami people's brain trust has actually given some thought to this, what they're going to do when he gets hurt. Because of you, like you and I just talked about at length, it's not an if, it's a win. Yeah. Um, right and when that. he gets hurt this time, that might be it. I mean, you can only take so many concussions. Golly. So, and this, yeah. Yeah, so. no, 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 you're right, dude. This was fun. Ceiling floor, NFC East, AFC East. Next week, we when Rich joins us, uh, we'll do the NFC North and the AFC North, which some pretty exciting teams there too. We saw Baltimore last night, like I said on uh, on Monday Night Football. So we'll get those next week, uh, dude. I got to tell, I'm going to go ahead and tease a little bit here, man. I think the Detroit Lions are going to be pretty good this year, dude. I really do. We'll see, but their schedule's different, man. I'm, I, that last place schedule matters. You go back and you well, that's look. What I'm they have the last uh, week, uh, the last place schedule. Yeah, last year. They won't have it this year. Then they finished like second or third. Oh, you're right. Dude, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I, see, I, I think right I, I'd like to see the numbers on that 
I'm sure there's a gambler out there somewhere that's got the numbers because I'll be willing to bet that that, you think about every year there's some team that gets out to a quick start and they kind of limp into the playoffs and they end up, you know, making the divisional round of the playoffs, but they were in last place the year before. It happens every year. And it's that schedule. They get out of the gate, they play a game in London that nobody cares about, and all of a sudden they're 5-0. and Well, there you go. Well, listen, dude, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, Again, Richard Clark, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com, our NFL expert, our NFL. Well, technically you are our NBA expert and our hoops expert. NBA. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Uh, But uh, thank you so much, dude. Uh, We will talk to you next week, okay? Thanks for having me. There you go. That's Richard Clark. Again, Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Joining us here on uh, the Brian Hanks show uh, as we're wrapping up our first hour here. Coming up in our second hour, they are already in here. I'm sorry, I don't know you, but we'll find out here in a second. But I know Barbara Crumbacker. Here, let's get you guys unmuted here. Uh, We'll be talking about the uh, Cops Walk that is taking place uh, a week from Thursday here on the show. Uh, And But again, if uh, if you missed the first hour, uh, go to... uh, brianhanks.com go to soundcloud.com and you can find out everything that you need to do that you missed in our first hour but coming up here in our second hour what's your name liz liz oh this is the one you were talking because my last name is Uh hanks your last name is hanks hanks and it sounded like mine it's coming up here in our second hour on the brian hanks show presented by lenore community college 